0: That was a Hawaii Aloha song, almost an anthem for the Hawaiians, and it was from a group called Playing for Change. It's no secret I'm very fond of Hawaii. We first went there as a couple in 1976 and then took our kids there in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, mostly on frequent flyer miles, I have to add. Now they are taking their own children there. I went along this week to a briefing in Melbourne from Hawaii Tourism Oceania, spoke to the account director, Jennifer Gaskin, who explained what Malama means and how as tourists we can show respect to the locals and give back to the land and to the ocean. Jennifer, great to be here tonight and to see and hear you talking to... Australian travel agents about uh, what Hawaii has to offer it's a destination we all love but how's it going at the moment is is it suffering from COVID still Uh, you know the lockdown that occurred and everything how's how is it over there now?
1: Hawaii is really busy at the moment. Um, Even during COVID, they still had a lot of travelers from the North American market, but they are so excited to have more international visitors, especially arrivals from Australia and New Zealand. There's such an affinity between Hawaii and Australia and New Zealand. um, And I think the Hawaiian partners, the hoteliers, they just can't wait to hear more Aussie accents back.
0: (laughs) I guess you've got a lot of American accents here at the moment, do you?
1: Yes, absolutely. A lot of Americans at the moment, but yeah, they're absolutely keen for more Oceania visitors. Right.
0: And are the islands sort of getting an equal share of the visitation, or is it mainly uh, Oahu and Maui?
1: From Australia, Oahu is always going to be the most popular island. That's where the international flights arrive. But actually, we find almost 50% of visitors from Australia visit at least one other island. Maui is the second most popular from here, and after that, the island of Hawaii. As a tourism board, what we really want to do is encourage as many people as possible to visit at least one neighbour island on their trip.
0: Yeah, well, I, I go along with that. I've done, I've done those three. I, I haven't done Kauai yet. Uh, something to do next trip, I think. But um, what about the air connections? Did you lose any of those temporarily at least? And are they back in action now?
1: Yeah, so during um, COVID, when the borders were closed, obviously there were no flights really between Hawaii um, and Australia and New Zealand. We're at about 60% of what we had pre-COVID and in visitation as well, we're at about 60% of our 2019 numbers. But with the airlift, that works out um, about right. Um, so we're seeing that a lot of Australians are like ready to return to Hawaii. And I think once we get more air capacity, we'll have even more visitors.
0: Right? And are they mainly leisure tourists or do you see some corporate activity and maybe incentive groups going there yet?
1: Actually, the incentive and the corporate groups has been the most surprising market segment for us recently. We thought that mice market would be the one that takes a lot longer to return. But actually, we've had so much interest in Hawaii. I think in the beginning, it was because maybe um, some of the other more popular Asian destinations weren't open yet so people found um, for corporate groups and for incentive groups they thought Hawaii was a good safe bet so we've had so much interest um, so we're really pleased with our mice business at the moment.
0: Right. So when you say a safe bet, you actually mean a safer destination from the point of view of COVID etc?
1: Yeah, I think people because Australians are so familiar with Hawaii um, that maybe they felt for that group's market um, that it was they were more comfortable going back to going back to Hawaii and of course because we had no restrictions whereas at the time other destinations still had some restrictions in place
0: now you talked about malama
1: listening to local people the kamaaina including the native hawaiian population it was clear that tourism pre-pandemic was having a bit of a negative effect on the many on the lives of many people as well as on the environment so we used the past 2 years to connect with local communities across our islands as well as those in the tourism industry, to find ways to change our approach to tourism that would have the most benefit to the destination, to all of the people across the islands, to the land, and to the ocean. And the result was Malama Hawaii. In the Hawaiian language, Malama means to cherish and to protect. And through Malama, we've created volunteer and paid activities centered around the regeneration of the environment and the preservation of native Hawaiian traditions and culture. Activities include working with community organisations on the restoration of native fish ponds, the reforestation of native trees, or joining with local communities for beach cleanups. So I'll just show you a short video about to show you what Malama is all about.
0: This concept of doing the right thing, I suppose, it translates to in, in many ways. Um, how has that been received by the travelling public?
1: Um, really well and I think um, Australians and New Zealanders are actually very responsible tourists anyway when compared with other international markets and I think it's really it's I don't want to say it's a trend I think it's a way we all need to change what we want to really embrace is the feeling that you know, tourism isn't just about taking from a destination. It should be like an exchange between the visitor and the local people and the land. And that way, everybody has the most benefit. The people who live in the destination and visitors also get like a much deeper connection with the destination when they travel more responsibly.
0: So, and this idea of giving back, a corporate social responsibility in the meetings industry has been around for quite a while. But it seems that you're suggesting the normal travelling public can get involved in this as well
1: yes absolutely with Malama Hawaii it is it's a concept about responsible travel but we do have a lot of experiences that visitors can take part in so on lots of the islands they can join with local communities for beach cleanups and um, at Gunstock Ranch for example there's um, a native tree reforestation project because Hawaii has a lot of invasive species and they're trying to repopulate with native plants and that's a really beautiful ways for visitors to give back um, and also the restoration of fish ponds they can be involved in in uh, local farming methods, and it's just a way to get that deeper connection with Hawaii while also doing something good on your trip.
0: Yeah, well, it should pro- provide uh, good feelings both, in both directions, I believe. Now, in order to get the uh, Aussies out there, are there any sort of deals? Is the Hawaiian hotel industry, for example, are they doing anything? Is there a good reason to go apart from the fact that it's Hawaii?
1: <laughs> there's always a good reason to go to Hawaii yeah our hotel partners they are so invested in the Australian market they're keen to work with all of the travel trade here they've all made we've got 17 partners who've made the journey to Australia this year which is just incredible that we've met with hundreds of travel agents we've had meetings with some of the big corporate groups as well and um, which has been really great so yeah they're doing everything they can to welcome back the Aussies
0: and how soon do you want them there
1: now yesterday.
0: <laughs> Jennifer, thanks very much for your time. Welcome, mahalo.
1: Graham Kemlow there with an update on Hawaii from Jennifer Gaskins who says Australians are very popular in Hawaii and they can't wait for us to return.
0: This is the Travel Writer Show on Air 88 fm in Melbourne.